The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 255 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Our friends at Literati Press are keeping busy in promoting Oklahoma comic book creators to the nation and the world. Here to talk about the latest news are friends of the show, Buck Berlin and Charles Martin. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, man, this is great. This is fantastic. So what? what's the latest news? What, what do you guys got going on in Literati Press right now? We're much... out of ideas. We're completely <laughs> it's, done. No. It's done. We're, for, we're um, spent. Man, yeah, it's how much time do you have? Um, before I go too much further, what happens if I reach into this screen and touch one of these sound effects things? Would it actually do something? It, well, if you did actually, then it would actually go off and it would go off on air because it, it's oh, actually... Oh, I'm not going to do that yeah, Don't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I, I love our level of professionalism. It's, like, it's got like Edward Scissorhands and all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm just like, what does that sound like? <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's the music that I use for, uh, for actually playing uh, when I have like bed music. And so it would sound like something like that. Hold on a second. Nice. And then it nice. just plays. So like, keep... our literati comics coming up. We have a horror <laughs> line. No. <laughs> and this, I, I just love the fact. Let's see. I've got the. And I, I think I actually had. Well, I, th- I thought I had Batman up there one time, but I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. We can uh, hum it poorly. It's, it's still. It's, yeah. That's great. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes, that's what happens when you play with the little toys I yeah, have here I mean, at KOSU. Kids in the hall and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so first off, I wanted to. I wanted to start by saying how amazing it is to actually be inside a studio again. Like, <laughs> yes. it's been two years since, like, we, I think we Zoomed once in, in the middle of the pandemic, but we're here again. Mm-hmm. And that's just fantastic. So thank you so much. Um, well, we, and that's, the, the, two years ago, we had the, the pandemic started, and you guys had this great idea of putting out some new comics, and which is a great idea, and then the Rona hit. Yeah. And it would have seemed like it would have thrown the brakes on this, but it didn't. No, it did the opposite. Um, it, what it, so a, a series of fortunate events <laughs> happened in this very unfortunate global event where we had um, already kind of the makings of what we would end up being today. Some of these comics we were already starting to work on. Uh, we had brought in extra artists. We brought in an art director. Um, but then when shutdown happened... Mm-hmm. Um, I started scrambling because I had no idea how we're going to keep the bookshop open because we do have a bookshop in the Paseo Arts District, and that's kind of like the hub of everything. Um, I didn't know how we're going to keep that open. I didn't know what the future of the publishing side was going to be. So I went to two of my employees, uh, Steve Gooch and James McGough, and I was like, okay, so we're going to have to shut the store down for a while, but we can't give up on this. What are your ideas? And they said, well, just bring us on as owners. Mm-hmm. And we get paid if the store makes money. If it doesn't, we don't. Right. But we'll, we'll do what we have to. And um, I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yes. So I brought them on. And in the process of doing that, I said, okay, well, if you're owners, 
you won't need to be real, you know, like this isn't just a, on paper, so I don't have to pay you. Like I want to give you, you know, the part of the ownership of the store. Like here are the things that, you know, what do you want to take over? Right. And uh, they took over most of everything. <laughs> um, and Steve Gooch, you know, James is really the face of the store now. People don't go to Literati Press Bookshop to talk to me. Um, they go to talk to him. And, and he's, he's just the most friendly dude in the world. Yeah, he's this, you know, Native American man that was a Rolling Stone for years, Vietnam vet, and just wow. the kindest soul in the world, just loves. Loves talking to people. Loves talking to people. He's read, you know, just about everything. Yeah, um, and, and he'll find common ground almost instantly yeah. with everyone. Yeah, like he is like, I, yeah, yeah, he's just, an, uh, I, he hired himself about a year before because he had um, come in the day after Christmas whenever I opened up and lectured me about not being open on Christmas Eve and did I want a store to actually succeed or not. And, um, you know, he, he really liked the store and he wanted to see it survive. And he was like, I'm just going to start working for it. I'm just going to start opening up in the morning because there's people here and the shop should be open. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just the soul of everything we do. And then Steve Gooch came in, which is, he's the Swiss army knife of publishing. Like he knows just about everything, just about everything. It's endless yeah. well of knowledge. And if he doesn't, then he has connections or knows how to find right. the stuff out. Yeah. He knows somebody yeah. who's doing exactly the thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, like as the pandemic went on, you know, like you uh, you and I had figured out that, you know, delivery of comic or, you know, comics and books and everything else was <laughs> the way to go. And we'd figured out. Contactless you know, uh, delivery and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, with the shutdown, we had uh, all this time to uh, figure out what we were doing with the comics. Yeah, and it, it basically gave us an extra year of we had comics finished, but we're like, okay, well, what's what's actually what's think this through? We've got right. time to really think this through. It's not like the old literati press models, like okay, the ink is dry, send it off to the printer, yeah. let's, go, let's go sell some copies. Well, and, and uh, we finally were able to make use of some of my really weird contacts that like, yeah. I never really made use of, like uh, the guys from SourcePoint Press. Yeah, uh, like they came up big for us. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, and, and you know, uh, same answer anytime someone asks me, like, hey, I want to open uh, a comic shop or, you know, hey, I want to make comics, the, the candid answer is don't. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's so much more work than you think. And then right. I explained to them that here's our organization, here's all this, and they said, "Okay, the only thing you're really lacking is capital." I was like, mm -hmm. "We got that. Like, there's anything I know how to do. It's make money." Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's part well, of the being being in the business. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you know, like my imagination has no bounds, so it's the <laughs> yeah. all right. We're going to figure this thing out one right. way or another. Yeah, and that's the that's the really great thing about having Buck within our um, kind of council of people who have a, you know, like a, so all the decisions we make now are, it's democracy. So it used to be just me, like, I don't know, I'll go work a couple extra shifts, we'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, but now it, there is a council of people who all decide whether or not we go forward on an idea, regardless of what that idea is. And having somebody like Buck, who has created this amazing thing in New World, and he, has a similar mindset as I do, but he's been doing it longer and he has much more knowledge than I do. And having that on the council has, you know, 
there are so many people that have really changed everything about Literati Press, and Buck is one of those mm-hmm. one of those people. Oh, thanks, Chuckles. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love you too. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're just we got we got luckier than we should have. Yeah. So what we went from was this scrappy publishing company that you know would do whatever we had to do to make art, and um, and then we got serious, and then we got serious. We kind of yeah. grew up. Um, so now we're in, we've got three comic book series that are ongoing that are in comic book shops around the world. Um, and those are Glamorella, uh, the Glamorella's the, daughter, Glamorella's daughter, goddaughter, uh, the, the, uh, we, we promised utopia and the blackjack, blackjack demon. demon that, yeah. And then we got res detective, our first graphic mm-hmm. novel come out. It got a Kirkus star review, which, which in the publishing industry is like one wow. of the high bars. And it's so charming and, and lovely. Like, uh-huh. Which is nice to say about, you know, one of our literati books because, you know, like we, you know, catered to so many different, you know, audiences that this one is the, uh, one of the more accessible. Yeah. Any any kid. Encyclopedia Brown on a native reservation. Yeah. Yeah. So like the the kids that are tired of superhero stuff, like this is for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, we partnered with a nonprofit and got uh, hundreds and hundreds of copies to, uh, schools and libraries on uh, reservations across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, we've made every single project that we put out made top, top 10 less um, last year. Uh, it just like, yeah, going from like two years, the growth of Literati yeah. has just been so much, it went so much further than I anticipated it could go like even in the lo- length, you know, the lifetime of the mm-hmm. company. And it was because so many people stepped up and they were like, Okay, Charles, you you don't have time for this, and you don't have time, Charles. You don't know how to do that, right. and, and and everybody just started taking things off my plate, and they're like, okay, just focus on getting the scripts done and making sure the checks clear, and we've got everything else. Yeah, and and, and then we kind of set up the uh, the ground rules once we kind of figured out that hey, we might actually know what we're doing. Yeah, and then uh, we determined that uh, we wanted to focus mostly on Oklahoma creators. Right, yeah. we wanted to foster that. We wanted to make sure that. You know the talent that's here stays here, yeah. and we can educate them as best we can. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, ink and draw uh, that. Uh, so every Sunday from three to five. Yeah, and, and then that had to take a little bit of a hiatus because of the COVID, right? It did, yeah. and it was heartbreaking because, so um, the the reason mentorship is so important to us is because to a man, every single one of us were just awkward weirdos mm-hmm. in <laughs> yeah. middle school and high school and college. And didn't know where our people were. Right. And, and we all had to take this journey to figure out where our community was. So now we've got, you know, 50-year-olds and, like, teenagers mm-hmm. and even preteens that Inca Draw is their people. Right. And so when we shut it down um, because of the pandemic, these kids would still come in every Sunday just hoping that somebody oh, else would be there. Yeah. Yeah. And so whenever we finally opened it up, I was like, we got to figure out. We yeah. just got to figure out how to keep this going <laughs> because there's just no way we can take this from these kids because it would have meant so much to me. Yeah, and, and you know, Literati is now becoming, you know, more of a community thing. And if yeah. there's anything I know about, it's building community and, yeah. and uh, making sure that we make this the Oklahoma institution that it deserves to be. You know, like, I want us to be a different publishing company than, in, you know, any other in the uh, United States. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we're going to, you know, do as many different fun things as we can um, you know, we're going to go for every award that we can. We're going to make sure that, you know, Oklahoma gets seen for the talent that we have right. because, uh, you know, so many people can only go so far and then 
where else can they go for mm-hmm. all this information? Because, uh-huh. you know, online is so crowded with everyone else. Yes, that, it is. You know, now, now we can kind of provide that platform. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, the goal of Ink and Draw um, is to foster the next generation and make sure that, that everybody feels like, even if they don't end up publishing through us, they know the path. And I want you know, we want the publishing company to be as successful as possible because I think about what it would would have meant to me if 30 years ago, um, like Image Comics mm-hmm. or even DC or Marvel was just like, hey, do you want to just come out, hang out for two hours every week with creators of these comics and just talk about how to actually make your own? Right. You can do that and it's free. Yeah. You know, and that's what Ink and Draw really has become. And we've had Blackjack Demon wouldn't have released in the way that it did if it wasn't for Ink and Draw. That's where we found that title. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just kind of um, bringing in some, you know, know, teaching the people who are interested sequential art so they can kind of rise to the uh, level of what we we need to uh, get published. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's, you know, it's it's free education for that. And, uh, you know, we're we're going to be uh, working on some writing uh, workshops and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the uh, other side of it is we have so many talented artists who do, like, nerd-related stuff. Right. Uh, You know, they always set up at uh, all the shows, and they always have really, really cool art. But none of them have really done comics. Right. Yeah. So uh, I've taken the initiative to make them do comics. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a different medium. If you're just doing a still of a, just of one picture, it's totally different when you're trying to do, you know, I go, go back to like Jack Kirby, trying to really create these art moments where you can still see what's going on. Even if you didn't have the, the word bubbles, if you didn't have that, you would know what was going on. Yeah. And, and a lot of that comes down to uh, working with your artist as a writer mm-hmm. um, because you need to make sure that uh, you're conveying everything that they need to put into a panel, but you don't want to stifle them with too much information unless they want all of that. Right. And some people just want, you know, uh, a rough plot. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that kind of thing. And uh, Charles always, uh, you know, Proofreads everything, and then he's always happy to step in and, and give his, you know, professional polish to it, which has made the world of difference yeah. on most of the titles. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just the way, what a publishing company, the publishing company has two jobs. One of them is to polish a title to its best possible form, right. and the other one is to actually sell the comics. Um, the second part is the part that we've always struggled with Literati Press, that we're finally kind of figuring out how to do. It's like, how do we, how do we sell a lot of comics? Um, you know, we still have a long ways to go and there's still a lot of things that we're learning, but, um, man, like it's been, we have been busy and mm-hmm. like yeah. this, we're seeing the fruits of our labor finally. And it's just like, well, it's at, great. at such a weird time because the industry is all over the place. Like diamond is, you know, kind of in it, it's death throes it, it seems. And then, uh, we have, uh, penguin mm-hmm. and random house, uh, taking over. So there's other distributors coming up. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Lo- Lunar is a big one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, it's just kind of finding the, the different avenues now. Because um, that was one of the biggest complaints I ever heard from any comic book show, stop owner is that Diamond's, it's got a monopoly. So yeah. if you want your comic books, you have one place to go. I mean, yeah. I want to be fair to Diamond. They have been good to us. Yeah. And they yeah. continue to distribute our comics. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, don't mind me. I have just uh, a decade worth of grudges. <laughs> yes, no, 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 it's fine. Which, no, no, like I'm, I'm so happy they're cool with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's. I think there's always we're always looking for ways to improve, and I think Diamond hopefully will find, you know, its way through this difficult time. Um, but you know, that said, like you know, if we end up distributing with another, mm-hmm. you know, comic, you know, distributor, we'll do it. But you know, Diamond has their challenges. But we appreciate everything they've done for us. Yeah, well, that's you, you. I know that they, you guys were talking about being excited yeah. when uh, Glamorell's daughter was going yeah. to be picked up by Diamond. That it was like, hey, good, we're going to get this out not only throughout Oklahoma, we can get this yeah. out throughout the nation. Yeah, and whenever we did Heathen, um, we tried to self-distribute, and it was untenable. Yeah, it was absolutely untenable. Like we do do some self-distribution now, um, especially with Res Detectives, but. You know, having a having a legitimate distributor just changes everything mm-hmm. because it, you know, it's becomes a whole section of your infrastructure that you don't have to worry about. Um, so that was a massive game changer for us, and it put us on the map. Um, and now there's comic book shops across the country. You know, there's actually uh, there's one shop that loves us in England. You know, we've oh, we, we've yeah, distributed yeah. further than that, but there's one shop that's like anything you put out, we'll we'll carry. That's awesome. And it's just weird. And yeah. it's, it's amazing. And Heathen was such a breakthrough success, but it couldn't grow in the literati press because we didn't have that distribution. Yeah. Right. And so that, that was the reason we had to give it up. Yeah, now we're uh, uh, working on locking down Natasha for oh, forever. We, we, yeah, well, yeah, and we've already signed a contract with her. She uh, She's going to be putting out a one-shot a little bit later this year, and then next year it'll be her debut graphic novel. Man, if only, oh, that's so awesome. if only she could learn how to draw. Maybe I should, at the con, <laughs> right, leave right. a how-to-draw book for her. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that will go over well. No, every year at the con, yeah. I leave one for her, yeah. and just a different one. Yeah. I'm like, maybe maybe this will be your year. Right. Because <laughs> I love her so much. Well, She's so fantastic. And, and I'm sure your listeners know, because we've talked about Heathen so much, but, you know, Heathen is, I don't know. I, it's, it's definitely so, before this series of releases was the best comic book to ever come out of Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Natasha is just so fantastically talented. Um, and yeah, and it was just like losing her, losing her and Heathen from Literati Press was one of the toughest things that I went through during that time, mm-hmm. but it was something we had to do because we were holding the title back. Right. And it's, we're in a position now where no matter how big a title gets, we can support it. In fact, we actually, um, decided late last year that one of the big missing pieces was we were outsourcing the printing of our comics. So we made the decision to buy a production printer, and now we're printing all of our own comics. That's fantastic. Is it not, so Natasha is coming back to Literati Press. Yeah, she's or coming else. back. Yeah. <laughs> well, the contract is signed. The advance has been paid. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she's coming back for a one-shot comic that comes out a little, little bit later this mm-hmm. year, and then uh, a graphic novel um, that ho- I'm hoping comes out next year. Um, you know, we don't want to make the same mistake that, other publishers do where they push their artists too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it takes longer, it takes longer. It's going to take the time it takes. We're just so happy that she's back. And of course, she'll still be working in all, you know, for all the other publishers that she works for. I mean, she's, yeah. if a Marvel deal comes across, she needs to say yes to that. Yes. Um, yeah. And it, it's one of those that even if work dries up for, we have stuff for her whenever she needs. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. you know, just about all of our uh, artists in the stable. Like if they need work, we, you know, we can find it, we can make it, you know, because yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of storytelling is yeah. you got a billion ideas and a hundred billion ways to just take the idea and go with it. Yeah. And this is actually one of the interesting challenges that we've had 
was we've actually have a a pretty strong stable of artists. The thing that we're coming up short on is there aren't enough writers. Wow, and really? that was not what I anticipated yeah. in the challenge of Literary Press so. because there's a lot of fantastic writers in Oklahoma, but there are not a lot of writers that are taking the craft of writing seriously, but also looking in the direction of comics. Yeah. And so, you know, c- trying to convert some of the really serious writers in Oklahoma to start looking at comics, um, you know, is one option. But man, really just finding people who love comics, but also are willing to invest the massive amount of hard work that it takes to become a good writer, just like it is an artist. Um, that's the thing. We've got, you know, a couple of people that we're bringing up now. Um, but, like, that's that's kind of the next phase is, like, I, I, can't, I can't write everything. I can't yeah, write every right. script well, that we put yeah. out. And I, uh, I'm in the process of trying to uh, amass a uh, uh, catalog of scripts for uh, Charles to throw at people, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the trouble right now is that, you know, I'm rusty and, like, I have the raw talent, but I don't have the structure, that kind of stuff. Right. Because it's, it's, it's a totally different, again, just like mm-hmm. artwork, it is a totally different venue to write for comic books than just about anything else, just because the way it's done. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the number one thing with uh, making comics is you can't get attached to the thing that you've done. Even if you're most proud of it, it might not work for the story. Mm-hmm. So be prepared to drop everything yeah. and redo the whole thing over and over and over again. Just because you want to make sure that it's the quality that you know represents you the best, right? Yeah, and, and once you've released it, it, you've got to think about the next issue, the next story, regardless. Yeah, and a tricky thing, especially with comics, you know, and film is kind of another way. And I'm, I'm hoping we can find some filmmakers that will try their hand at comics because mm-hmm. they're already used to this. But it is unless you're a one man shop like Nick Hermes, who does Blackjack <laughs> Demon all on his own. Like yeah. he, we edit it, but yeah. it's his, it's all his. Natasha is the same way. If you're everybody else, you have to learn that this isn't your project. Right. It's our project. And yeah. the artist needs to have the freedom to make creative decisions that may conflict with what you wrote and what you envisioned. Um, and if you're not willing to give that up, man, comics is just not for you. Yeah. Uh, some artists will sit there and draw everything that you tell them to draw, but the really fun comics come whenever the artist has the freedom to say i know that this is what you wrote but this isn't going to work on the page mm-hmm. and then sometimes this artist surprises in you and you have to come back and be like well this dialogue doesn't work anymore but here are opportunities to make it better yeah. and that give and take is my favorite part of comics but it is tough it is tough for a writer to do especially if you're coming from like fiction where you are god yeah in in yeah. fiction writing in comics you're not yeah. But it's also a collaborative. I mean, yeah, granted, if you're just writing your own book, you're just writing your own book. But if you're doing film, television, exactly. any of those work, plays, whatever else you're writing, it's a collaborative work. You've got cast, you've got crew, you've got all these things going on. Yeah. Whereas this is really just about a, a, a smaller group of people, uh, your editor, your colorist, your, your, your artist, mm-hmm. and, and your writer. But you can all collaborate without having to necessarily be in person, you can collaborate yeah. over the, I, you know, the, the, uh, you've got some writers that are from Texas. Uh, so you can collaborate without actually having to be in person. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the second challenge a lot of writers will have is, um, it is on you as a writer to get the art done. 
like you own this project. Yeah. Um, the artist, you know, is going to do what they're going to do. But like as a writer, it's your idea. It's your concept. You created it and you might have created it with the help of the artist. But it is on you to figure out how to get the art made. Yeah. And, and that's honestly one of the most difficult things about comics is, uh, you know, artists are a super creative type who work on their kind of own schedule. And unfortunately, not all of them are as motivated as, right. as others. They don't treat it like it's the job. Right. You know, well, or they don't have or they're not getting paid enough to be able to clear their schedule. They, right. have, that, they have day yeah, jobs. That, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the other part of it is like they either don't have the time management for it or they don't have, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Or yeah. some of them are just kind of lacking drive for whatever reason or another. So that's a that's another reason where where, uh, you know, having the backbone of literati keeps everyone motivated so it's not just a yeah. hey how are your pages coming yeah. oh you you haven't done anything it's the no we need these by here yeah right deadlines, De- deadlines are, are huge i mean yeah. that's i understand that completely in journalism that you you've got to have deadlines mm-hmm. otherwise otherwise nothing gets done yeah. uh, for for myself i'm i can put off things forever if i if i can well and, the, and especially now that we're this deep into it because there is an entire train that is necessary to carry mm-hmm. a comic all the way from idea to getting into the store. And yeah, the, the creators are about like the first third of the train. Right. And then the next third is all production. And the final third is distribution. Yeah. And if they're not doing their job in the caboose, everybody else in the ahead yeah, of them gets yeah, screwed over. Yeah. It Cause solved. it comes to yeah. idea. And then we run it past uh, editorial, make sure that it fits the, you know, more or less the brand, even mm-hmm. though like we're, you know, <laughs> we're as uh, deep as we are wide with uh, ideas and, and stuff that we're working on. Mm-hmm. But uh, tonally, there is a very specific. Yes. Yeah. You like, have yeah. to. You have to. Right. Yeah. And and that's the thing is, you know, we need to make sure that everything kind of mm-hmm. fits that as long as it, it shows that it has that creative freedom to it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can be a Western horror. It can be, you know, a, a comic book. It can or a superhero. It can it can be all of those things, yeah. but it still needs to feel like a literati press title. Yes. Yeah, and, and uh, just kind of like classic DC, we can go super, super silly, or we can go like super serious on the turn of a dime. Yeah. Yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, one, of the, one of the tasks that um, uh, Buck was a big proponent of and kind of brought an old title off the, uh, off the bench was uh, Literati Presents, uh, which then folded into Comics as Art, and also a new horror anthology we're working on now. Yep. And the idea behind that is um, comic book artists that are trying to really learn the craft or some that have, you know, have done full comics but maybe want to just do something one-off. Instead of looking towards like 22-page comics or 300-page graphic epics, mm-hmm. um, do a six-page story. Keep yeah. it at six pages, beginning, mm-hmm. middle, and end. And doing that, especially for the newer artists, that are, and they might be like, you know, 50-year-old artists who have been yeah. doing oil paintings, but they're moving over into the sequential art. We don't yeah. want them to get overwhelmed. Or those, you know, classic uh, con, you know, staples yeah. like uh, yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? Vanessa House. Yeah, the Vanessa House where yeah. I pinned down uh, Alex uh, yeah. wrote to finally draw comics. Well, and we've been bugging her for so long. And yeah. she, she did this fantastic comic for it. So Comics is Art is an art show that we put on every year mm-hmm. and it's five pages in a cover um and alex uh who's this really great fan artist um does these really cutesy uh cactuses but also has like a pretty wide 
breadth of artistic yeah, like ability. She, she does hyper real bugs right now. Is her, yeah. wow. is her jam? Yeah. yeah, she's she's really fantastic. Yeah, um, <laughs> but she did her first sequential art in this way, and she started coming to Ink and Draw, um, and she turned out this great submission to Comics's art and got Audience Choice Award for it. And she wouldn't have done that without Comics's art, and she wouldn't have done it probably without Ink and Draw. Yeah. And, and it's not that she wasn't able to; it's just we had a a reason for it to do it. So <laughs> yeah. Literati presents is just a, a a collection that we put out once a year. That is these you know these short one off stories, um, and it's you know anthologies don't sell particularly well ever. But they're but, starting to. But they're starting to. Yeah. Especially under the Literati Press name, once people know what right. Literati yeah. Press. Because I remember when I I, I went to when uh, the Empire Strikes books we used uh, to be up here on 23rd street rest in peace i know and i used to and i and i'd buy up the literati press every time the oh, anthology awesome. came out but it was yeah i think maybe i was one of maybe 10 20 people yeah because i was like oh i know it's literati press it's local so i'm going to support i'm going to you know spend what was five dollars for, yeah, the, yeah, for yeah. the anthology no problem because i know it's going to a local but and according this was seven years seven yeah, eight years yeah, ago. And, oh, and, sure. you know at the time it was you know we're publishing what we can get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, the, and the stories were really still very strong. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we've learned a lot of things yeah. since then. And, and and we'll be reintroducing some of the stronger ones, too. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. You can always revisit those yeah, and do I mean, a whole Sandman Swamp thing, like where you bring back the characters yeah. just with a you know, whole yeah. new update. Yeah. Well, and, you know, since we were only locally uh, distributing some of them, some of them, you know, really deserve to see. Yeah. 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 And so one one of the other ideas that Buck had was doing a horror anthology, a horror specific mm-hmm. literati presents. Yeah. And so, uh, so I've been uh, tagging all sorts. Like right as uh, Charles was, uh, you know, selling uh, Alex on you know publishing through. Like, come on, you got to do it. I just, you know, since she's a huge fan of my wife and and her art and that mm-hmm. stuff, I just walked up and was like, hey, we're gonna do a four page story. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, I was just talking to Charles about maybe doing my comic. Was, well, we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, okay. Yeah. Well, you just got to gotta get those muscles limber. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. so we're going to knock that out first before she uh, – uh, or I think we're knocking that out first before we're uh, – Sure. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I I don't know. It's yeah. Between you and her and then – Yeah. Know. Well, and, and she still needs – well, that's, <laughs> that's her business. Yeah. Um, um, but she's – that, but she's just one of, you know, a number of really fantastic artists. Oh, like, yeah. Like we're doing, and so now that we've got our own printer, we can do, we can play a little bit more with ideas. So we're doing a Clint Stone's Promise of a Brand New Day. We're reprinting oh, that. Perfect. Awesome. But we're doing it as a flip book because there were two of them. Yeah. Um, we're starting to uh, partner with local agencies and nonprofits um, who are, or businesses and nonprofits who are, um, comics for whatever reason feed into their their branding and they yeah. they'll you know they've got an idea of something that they want to do but they have no idea how to execute it and it's like yeah that's like, what we do yeah like uh there are a whole bunch of graphic artists that don't quite that can't quite nail the sequential art thing so you know uh some of them are talking about you know getting their foot in the door see what they could do so yeah. we're just on the cusp of all this talent that's about to yeah erupt yeah, yeah. I mean, we were in a pretty strong growth cycle the last, you know, decade or so as more people were starting to commit, okay, I'm going to stay in Oklahoma and I'm going to make comics. Yay. I'm going to I mean, but we're now entering a new phase that it, and it's just not it's not just literary press. There's a number of people doing it, 
where it's like, okay, well, we figured out that the creativity is here. Um, now we need the industry. We need to start building mm-hmm. the industry of comics. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we're making sure that we're making it as diverse as we can yeah. while, while not excluding anyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's another reason that I mentioned the writers, because if you're, you know, if you're a writer and you were working in, you know, screenplays, if you're working in poetry and you're working in, in fiction and you think you've got it in you to be like, or you're working in comics and you're just like, I'm willing to really sacrifice and put in the work, like, come, come talk to us. Yeah. Like, we may never, we may never publish 90% of the t- comics that we end up working on mm-hmm. and through mentorship programs, but we don't need to. Yeah. Like they just need to exist. Right. And we will do what we can on our side to make them as polished as possible. And the more people that are doing comics, not with just within literary press, but outside in the community, you know, across Oklahoma, the more legitimate we become as a scene. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, the goal is, you know, hopefully to get us kind of where like Francis, we're like, no, everyone's reading our stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, we're actually running really long on time here. Oh, whoops. Um, and because we can talk about this all day. So, what I want to do is, hey, we can, can, can we get you guys back over the next few weeks? We can talk about even more stuff oh, as absolutely. we go. Absolutely. Do that. What do you guys have going on that, right now that we need to make sure that people know about right now? Um, so, Clint Stone, who I mentioned, a promise of a brand new day, mm-hmm. which is the nicest dude ever. He's the nicest dude ever. I've he, had him on. Yeah. yeah yes. Like, I want to be him when I grow up. Yeah. Um, but promise of a brand new day, that flip book, um, which is, I don't even know if you call it a comic. It's just, it's just Clint Stone. He's actually has a show opening this Friday, um, April 1st at, and it's handmade instruments. <laughs> and, uh, so God, that's that going to be talented. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. And so that where you go and you can actually play these instruments, uh, that opens this Friday during the art walk, the Paseo art walk. Oh, wow. Um, we have. What what did what did what do we have? I've completely lost. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we have uh, Alien Engaged coming out uh, next. I think we're are we pushing that for the? No, it's coming out this year. It's gonna be in the fall. Okay, and that's gonna be a monthly release from Greg White and Colin Ingersoll. Yeah, they and, were the uh, they were the winners of Best in Show two years ago at Comics is Art. Yeah, oh, wow. and uh, we'll probably try to throw uh, throw like an ash can or something, you know, uh, promotional. Maybe around the con or something, and yeah, there's gonna be a goodie for free comic book day too. Soon, yeah, so so um, and Glamorell's yeah. daughter and yeah, so Promise Utopia. They're and all entering. Yeah, they're yeah. all entering trades this summer. So the first oh. trades, you know, and that was a thing. Like even five years ago, there was maybe five people that I knew in the state that had trades. Mm-hmm. Like that, a lot of people would do first issues, second issues, and then it fades off. So we've got all three of our com- comics during the launch, and last year all three of them are reaching trades this summer. That's, yeah, that's yeah. so awesome. We promised Utopia Four comes out, I think June, mm-hmm. um, and man, that comic's so hard. Yeah. Ro- Robert is going to talk about that in a future show, but yeah. that is the hardest comic that we're doing by far. <laughs> yeah, it is so Which, hard. It's it's taught us a lot, but uh, uh, going that, on three different timelines, it's, it's yeah. you got it. That, there's the continuity that you've got to yeah. keep focused on. Yeah, yeah. we have a. A geophysicist and a, an energy engineer, like that, are the creators of it, and they're just like, man, we we argued for about two hours over a space elevator. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't supposed to say that. Well, that, that, well that's a anyway. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just like the science of it is so important. So grounded. Yeah. And then you have Jonathan Kelsch, who's one of the artists, who's one. Of the, he is probably the most detail-oriented artist in the state. Yeah, and he's just you know fantastic. But like in all of that, like. 
every like they're going every single line is analyzed for right. accuracy. It, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's so hard. So hard. And you guys can you, people can pick up these comics uh, certainly at your store. Uh, it's three thousand eight. Is that right? Uh, uh, three thousand uh, thirty ten Paseo. Thirty ten. Okay. Yeah, right across the street from Picasso's. We share the building with Holy Rollers Donuts, mm-hmm. best donuts in the state. Yeah, you, you can either look up uh, Paseo Plunge or Literati Comics. Yeah. Yeah, Literati, Literati Press. Press. So get, yeah. go, go get donuts and comics. Like, yeah. There's nothing better, wrong yeah. with yeah. that. Well, and, then, <laughs> and then New World carries all of our stuff, Speeding Bullet. Like, you know, if you have a favorite <laughs> comic book shop, go to them and make sure yeah. they're carrying it. Yeah, because if not, let them know that, that they need to start picking up some Literati Press stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's all available. That's fantastic. And so we will see you guys next week as well. And uh, we'll talk even more about Literati Press because I'm so excited that you guys have grown. It's not often that an industry grows anyway. But mm-hmm. during the pandemic, you guys have been this guiding light that shows that you can actually grow and prosper during a pandemic. We got yeah. really, really lucky. Yeah, yeah. and it just shows that, uh, you know, if you trust in your friends and you know, support each other and, and work as hard as the next guy. Yeah. We yeah. can get it done. Exactly. More stuff exactly. Uh, again, let people know where you guys, they can find you on the web. Literati press. Okay.com at literati press on all social media. That's right. And uh, new world comics, definitely on Facebook and various other things. If you Google us, we'll find it. And uh, if my shenanigans get out of hand, you'll probably see me on the news. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So that's going to do ours for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Buck Berlin and Charles Martin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on. <laughs>